0: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: You're listening to the Auburn Express.
0: What's up and good morning, War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. Today, we're talking about the pass game. New QB in, new wide receiver in, a couple of more prospects in the wide receiver room. Question is, can Auburn be prolific in the pass game this season? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Morning Drop. You got Ike Jones. We are in the place to be. That's right here on the War Report, Monday, May the 8th. And we're talking about the pass game right here on the Morning Drop. We're going to get into the conversation talking a little bit about the pass game, um, but I'm not alone this morning. I'm going to bring in my guy, Mike G, and let's talk about it, man. Mm. How are we feeling this morning, Mike G? I
1: feel good, I think. Uh, we're talking pass game this morning. This is going to yeah. be a huge, huge area of improvement for Hugh Freeze and company. Um, you know, They've got to find a way to get the pass game going, Ike. Um, it just hasn't been very good or consistent over the last like four or five years. So, uh, pushing down the, the ball down the field through the air is is necessary in today's college football. Yeah, You can't win if you're one-dimensional.
0: You you mentioned the last five years. So let's just talk about the numbers over the last five years. I I went and I looked them up just so I could be accurate in what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So going back to 2018, realizing that we do have a pandemic-shortened season in there in 2020. Going back to 2018, we've got 2,800, so 2,892 pass yards in 2018, 2,697 in 2019, 2020, again, the pandemic-shortened year, 2,423. But, I mean, we were averaging somewhere around 200 and something yards per game. So even if you get the additional two games, you don't get to 3,000 in that season. 21, first year under Coach Harson, 3,121 yards. Okay. So looking better. But then we dropped down to 2,072 last year in the past game, which was anemic, right? So we got some work to do. In, in the ability to to complete forward passes at a prolific level uh, when it comes to, to football, football. He, here's why those numbers are sadder
1: than you think. No, I, I know why they're sad, but tell uh, everybody else why they're sadder than Auburn through the clip, threw the ball at a historic clip through that stretch. Correct. Right. Uh, more than we have in the history of <laughs> yeah, Auburn. Football. Yeah, whenever I bring yeah. up this name, people get upset. But yeah, Bowdix threw the ball had more pass attempts than any other quarterback in Auburn history, including a four year starter here in Stan White. In mm-hmm. three years, throwing the football at Auburn, <laughs> it was a rush. I mean, he threw the ball a lot, and so to yeah. get to even get sniff three thousand yards, they threw they threw it a lot. At what was a below 60% clip for most of it. <laughs> right. So those numbers are, are pretty sad, all things considered. Um, those should have been 35, 36, 3700 yard seasons. Right. Throwing the ball, you know, at a 65 to 67% clip. And Auburn sitting here with an SEC West title or two. Correct. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's anemic numbers, right? Like getting to 3,000 in this era of college football seems like it should be academic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, especially again, for what you're saying with the amount that you're throwing the football, right? Like if you were barely throwing the ball, like last year, I understand, we didn't throw the ball a lot when it came down to specifically those last four games of the season. We almost didn't throw the ball at all. When we did throw the ball, we were throwing with a QB who had an injured shoulder, right? Like it wasn't a... The the attempts weren't heavy. Like you saw a significant drop off in the amount of temps per game for Auburn last season. So you see that why the bottom fell out and why a lot of Auburn fans were concerned about our ability to throw the ball this season. Rightfully so. I don't know if we can get it done. Rightfully so. looking at last year numbers, you have the return of TJ Finley imminent for a bunch of people, which was panic buttons, or you go back to Robbie Ashford, who As athletic as he is, it's not a prolific passer. You know, again, there's a lot of reasons why that was. Or you go to to Holden Gurner, who people have no idea what you have. So people are hitting the panic button on the pass game. Does the addition of Peyton Thorne to this room, who, two-year starter, three-year player at Michigan State, 3,233 yards in his first year as a full-time starter. Last year, 2,679 yards. Does he add something where now Auburn fans can look and say, we're excited about the potential for the pass game with the addition of that, plus what we hope Coach Hugh Freeze and uh, Montgomery bring in for the the new scheme for the passing attack?
1: Uh, No. Not if he does what he did last year. (laughs) Correct. I agree with that. <laughs> if he does what he did last year, we're where we were in 2021, 2020. hmm I mean, and you can hate that statement and say I'm a hater and all this stuff, but that's those are cold, hard facts. You just read the numbers. I mean, the numbers aren't, are the numbers. Yeah. Right? Like, we can't debate what the numbers are. So, no, I'm not excited about that because that means that, you know, to actually contend that everything around him has to be a lot better than it was. Right. At Michigan State. So, you know, people expecting this kid to come in and be the savior of the passing game. Like, I'm just pumping the brakes on that for right now. I think this was the best quarterback available that they felt like they could get. But does he improve the passing game to because you got to remember, last year was all time dysfunction. Right. That was an all time low for Auburn in the passing game. I mean, it was terrible. Well, I yeah. don't know, man. I mean, it, even, listen, 2012 was might have the worst. <laughs> no,
0: I, I have. Well, I don't know 2012, but I went back and pulled numbers for the last decade. So since 2013, oh, yeah, it was the worst since in the last decade. Yeah, three and the nine. only one that was close was 2016 with 2,203 passing yards. I'm so sh- for the last decade, it's the worst.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I'm sure 2012 was worse, but <laughs> that's not. I mean, just even comparing it to that year. All right, let's be real. It was bad. The, the bar was on the floor. So, uh, you know what people are expecting Peyton Thorne to come in and do. Um, you know, I think if you know if I were a coach, I temper my expectations. Um, I don't think this kid is going to turn into Peyton Manning in one season. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. So, you know what you have is is you have you know a guy who essentially does what we've been talking about, and we're going to keep beating you this over. Everyone's head until the season starts. You have a guy who raises the floor for production because the floor definitely can't be 2,000 passing yards. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It can. You know, at 2,600, you'll win some games, but you're still going to lose some frustrating ones depending on how everything else is going. Right. Because it's not all just about one aspect of the game. Right. At 3,000 plus yards, you have a chance to beat some people that nobody thought you were going to beat. But that involves going out and throwing the ball for 350, 400-some games when needed. Can your quarterback take over the game, Ike, when it's needed? Right. Can he say, you know what? They're stuffing the run. They're doing everything they can to stop us. I'm going to put us on, 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 on my back. And I'm going to mm. throw for what's needed. I'm going to throw guys open. I'm going to I'm going to make this happen. Dude, does anyone believe Peyton Thorne is that dude? Because when Michigan State went eleven and two, they had a little dude. They had a dude named Kenneth Walker. I mean, they had a prolific run game. They had a Heisman candidate <laughs> at running back. Now, you know, I've been clear about the dysfunction that is Michigan State right now and why he probably left, um, and how that's affecting him. However, now that he's at Auburn and things should be seemingly more stable for him. You know, maybe we see a, a, a little—maybe they scheme up something a little better for him. You know, I just don't think it's going to be all about him, which is why I'm saying, like, you know, I keep your eye on all these guys, man. If he doesn't play well, um, I, I don't think the coaches will hesitate to go to Robbie Ashford if he wins the job. If he so here's a- my question in regard to
0: that, though. So, you know, is Peyton Thorne that guy to take over a game? The question I have is, are any of the other quarterbacks in that room the guy to take over the game with their arm?
1: With their arm? Uh, yes. What well, we don't know I think the question is Is that the sample size for them is much smaller A lot of times When we're making comparisons We're comparing apples to oranges And it's not fair to to It's not fair to compare anything Holden Gerner has done Gerner, uh, Or Robbie Ashford's one year starting <laughs> With a hurt arm And a dysfunctional coaching staff to what this kid did in 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 two and a half years at michigan state tell me that's fair i don't know it's definitely I, not uh, a fair basis a fair for comparison, comparison, comparison right them. yeah so like you know um it, it is what it is like i said i mean i i you know i see b wolf's foreheads comments down here like i said i i'm not down on thorn i'm just saying like i think he, he does what he raises the floor in your qb room He does. It says, "Okay, now we can reasonably expect about twenty six hundred yards passing. That gives us a chance that that improves Auburn by six hundred yards over last year. If he improves even better, if somehow Payne Thorne reaches the next level of his game at Auburn. Then he will be the unquestioned starter and leader
0: here. Yeah, and, and you mentioned it, and and I think it's fair to, to bring up that his best season was next to a prolific running back. We believe we have that here at all. Yeah, for sure. Right. right. We, we think that Jarquez Hunter is that caliber of back that can go out there and be Kenneth Walker type of guy. Right. Like I don't know if he's going to be in the you know in New York uh, at the Heisman Trophy ceremony, but right. he can definitely be an adequate run. Support for whatever your pass game is going to be Which allows you to be able to be better With Peyton Thorne of his, and his ability to throw the ball Because again, the question for me Is really how well is that quarterback Going to be able to throw If you have a prolific running attack We think the running attack I don't know, that running attack Definitely, no question, better If Robbie Ashford is the quarterback Just because he allows yep. you to have a different element But can that run game be good without the threat of a running quarterback, because that's the same question you would have if Holden Gurner was your starter. Correct, right, correct.
1: Yeah. I mean, when guys get the key in, right, and they say, you know what? What happens when uh defenses say, We're gonna make Peyton Thorne beat us? Mm-hmm. Can he? Right? And that's yeah, and that's 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 what that's what keeps balance in your offense, right? Um, that's what keeps defenses honest. When your quarterback says, All right, you're going to load the box against the run. Right. Here, uh, 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 hold this. Hold this for me. Right. Then it makes you dangerous. That's what Auburn has been unable to do. We saw it happen, Ike, the last few years here. People were like, We don't respect your passing game. Yeah. Eight, nine men, 10 sometimes in the box (laughs) because they don't respect. They're saying the only way you can beat us is with taking Jarquez. So we're going to load the box and we're going to make Bo Nix or TJ Finley or, you know, anybody else who played quarterback, Robbie Ashford, prove that they can beat you. Right. That's it. And they would give up a big run here or there or a big play here or there because they knew those guys from the tape, those guys weren't able to make those plays consistently enough.
0: to make, we'll take our
1: chances. Yeah, to make basically. them play honest. They knew that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where I'm always at with this right can you make defenses play honest from the quarterback position this is what we're talking about today make them play honest from the quarterback position make them move those guys out of the box right make them think about every aspect of playing defense against you you know what we got to watch the deep ball we have to watch these short of intermediate throws because he's accurate yeah. And that and that's honestly that's the biggest
0: hurdle is the short to intermediate range because Peyton Thorne can hit the deep shot. He's proved that he can do that. He can push the ball down the field. I think Robbie Ashford throws a really good deep shot. I, I don't know enough about Holden Gurner's ability at this level to do any of those things, but from all accounts, has all of the tools arm-wise to be able to do all of those things. The question is, are you gonna be able to make the hot reads? Right. Are you gonna be able to throw short to intermediate and and because the, the remedy for, oh, he throws a really good deep shot is don't give him time to do it. Right. Right. So we're just going to heat him up. We're going to load the box and, and we'll make sure that we account for the run, but your quarterback's not going to have time to go down the field. Can you make them pay with quick slants? Can you make them play with uh, hot reads? And a lot of that is not just about quarterback accuracy. It's a portion of that. But it's also about making sure that your wide receivers know what they're supposed to be doing. Um And... When you look at some stuff from some of the film in regards to last season, it didn't feel as if we really had a plan for how we were going to attack teams that were just saying, hey, you're not going to throw the ball against us like this. What what is your remedy to get the ball out of this guy's hands? We didn't have good remedies for that um, last season. Hopefully, we've gotten better in that aspect with Coach Freeze and company coming in. But we'll see. That's yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Learn more at marines.com.
1: Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Um, Shout out,
0: by the way, since we're sitting here talking about Auburn sports, to the Auburn softball team, first and foremost, for going out there and doing their thing, uh, getting the dub in the series this weekend. But Auburn baseball. Taking down the number one team in the country in LSU this weekend in the series. Did a great rule. job.
1: Run rule, uh, Isaac. Yeah.
0: Run ruled yesterday. LSU 12 to 2. Um, and shout out to them for just being gritty, man. Listen, there were people who were ready to write off which Thompson at the beginning of this year and talking about, man, it's time for us to go in a different direction. He's I just, I just, I don't understand these very fair weather type Mm -hmm. of fans that it's when only when it's good is the coach good and they can't ever drop off at any point in time. Auburn baseball has done a really great job of fighting through some Poor play at the beginning of the season and starting to play really well down the stretch here, making a case for why they can be in postseason play this year. Congrats to both Coach Butch Thompson and the folks at Auburn baseball for doing that. Auburn's Auburn softball's been good this entire season. They've been uh ranked this but year. But even so. them,
1: man, projected to finish like ninth, right? Yeah. Uh Bree Ellis.
0: Definitely they're they're definitely playing way better than expectations.
1: That's no doubt. Yeah. Uh uh Bree Ellis was like, listen. Y'all had a lot. Well, she of, was pulling receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, y'all said we were going to finish, yeah. you know? Uh, and I like that. I like that energy. I'm like, hey, man, yeah. keep, keep that energy because at the end of the day, um, uh, uh, it's a lot of people that will doubt you out here. And, you know, I know we're talking football. Um, but I think it's the same for every sport, right? Like, you know, going into this season, mm-hmm. a lot of people just going to be really, you know, Auburn's one of the worst teams in the West. They're probably one of the worst teams in the SEC. And I encourage people to keep that same energy because this is a new coaching staff, man, and the, and this is the SEC West. There's talent on these teams. Yeah. There's talent on these teams. And when you find a coach who can come in and knows how to corral the talent in any sport, and get the most out of them, look, look out. That's all I'm saying. Not a lot, a lot of people thought Auburn would get swept by LSU baseball this yeah. this weekend. It started off with a 3-0 loss. But what I saw in that loss while I was there covering the night was I saw um, a team that really, they out-hit. Not really. They, they out-hit LSU. They just yeah. didn't score.
0: They understand. Their- yeah, I mean, listen. If they were going up against a guy who's a pro, that that the pitcher for LSU in that first game is going to be a major league baseball. And they
1: still got more hits time. on him, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and they lost that game three to zero. So it wasn't. It was like some smackdown. The next right. day they co- they come back and the bats come alive. LSU's bats come alive, and then they run rule them in game three. Come on, man! This is a team with talent. This is again. This is the SEC. Right. Yeah. This is SEC sports, man. There's talent everywhere and you just need coaches that know what to do with that talent and know how to 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 navigate the ebbs and flows. So, you know, congratulations to softball. Yeah, like I said, I like that Bree was pulling receipts on people. Uh, hopefully uh, the football team is doing the same thing in the fall.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get in here to the comment section and see what you guys are talking about. We're going to start off with super chat here from Thomas Lewis, who says my daughter graduated from Auburn on Saturday and her twin sister from UAB the week before celebrating with the War Report family. This a.m. War Damn Eagle. Thomas, congratulations to your daughters, twin daughters graduating. Listen, uh, I don't know if you had any scholarship money that you were getting for uh, relief, on all of this mm. tuition money, but uh, God bless you, Thomas. Two kids in college at the same time, both graduating. Got to be a proud dad moment. Very happy for you and congrats to both of your children for accomplishing that goal. Um. Corey Weber gets the conversation about quarterback in uh, the past game started off. It says, best guess, what percentage increase in terms of pass attempts per game are you expecting to see versus last season? This is an interesting question. Mm. Let me go ahead and try to pull up the statistics last year for pass attempts per game. I still have that pulled up over here on my other computer, I believe, with the statistics. So give me just a moment. Mm,
1: percentage uh, increase.
0: Let's see. So Auburn pass attempts. Per game. Uh, I don't have attempts per game on here. Offensive plays. I've got total attempts on the season. Now I can do some math here to get to attempts per game. Um so we had 308 attempts last season. What's that divided by? Um <laughs> uh, 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 I'm sorry. No, we'll get to it. <laughs> 308 divided by so we had 25 attempts per game last season. I'd expect Ooh, twenty-five attempts, twenty-six attempts per game. I mean, we're probably going to be in the thirty to thirty-five range. I don't expect a huge jump in attempts per game this season. If we're throwing the ball up upwards into, the, if we're getting back into the the forty attempts per game. We better be completing at a sixty-five to seventy percent clip, in my opinion. Right. I just don't know that we need to be in a situation where we're throwing the ball that much when we have a run game that should be as good as this one. So I would expect us to be right in around the round 30 to 35. So maybe another 10 attempts per game on average is right where I would expect it to be.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh yeah. I <laughs> I don't know about this question. I don't know. I think a lot of this will depend on you know what they do well, and how how well defenses are playing. What they're doing. Um, let's revisit this one. Let's revisit this one. I, I have that's I'm, a good question. I like it, Corey. But yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very that's, that's that, that might be too thought provoking for a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a Wednesday night question. B Wheels Forehead
0: 2.0 jumps back. Are there two B Wheels foreheads, or did you have to change your name? Anyway, uh-huh. Thorne should be a good slash solid pickup. Got to get the guy with big game experience. You kind of know what you're getting versus what we already have in the QB room. Be surprised to me if he doesn't win the job. So this is this is an interesting thought right here. And this is a question that I've wanted to ask a lot of Auburn fans. I'll pose this to you, Mike G, uh-huh. and I'll pose this to the P pe- in the comments. Are we so unwilling to go with a guy who we don't have experience that we should... Like, in two years, are people going to say this about Walker White? Right? Right. Because he won't have played any games for Auburn. We won't have known it already. People are leaning so heavily on, oh, well, he doesn't have any experience. Because we could say that about Holden Garner. Are we just so enamored with experience that we're not willing for a guy to just take his... I just don't understand... What balance do you strike with that? Are we always just going to be going for portal quarterbacks? The question I have for Auburn fans who opt for experience over the unknown talent. Yeah. Do you have an answer for that? Yeah,
1: I I pose this question. Well, I, I bemoan this attitude about like, you know, hey, you know, I've been saying you build a program through recruiting. Right. And I don't think that people realize the energy that they have for the guys that we have would be the same as just saying, this fresh this quarterback that we recruited that hasn't played yet we don't know what he can do so bring in somebody who's got some 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 mediocre experience and then that guy is the starter you know at some point you're going to have to go with someone who is technically unproven but clearly the best right and i think maybe the, where a lot of fans are at is you know you're bringing in this guy but the guys that you do have aren't clearly the best Right. Right. And so, you know, you know, maybe try your hand at this guy. Like, you know, I don't have a problem with it. My only issue will be if there is not a propensity to pivot if it's not working. In this particular situation. But, you know, uh, you hope that Walker White wins the job outright. No question. You know, I mean, I think I read uh, Auburn Daily put out an article with all the projected starters, Um, for every team Auburn plays this fall. And I've been keeping my eye on the quarterback race at Georgia. Um, They're projecting Carson Beck to win that job right now, which I think is interesting because I think they had Gunnar Stockton there. You know, they had some dudes there that it was just kind of like, oof, like who is going to be the guy there? Yeah, But, you know, Carson Beck is projected to win that job as of right now. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, our fans – Going to, I mean, but he's he's played zero college football. And he's got to come over and, and, and he got to come in and take over Ike, for the two-time back-to-back defending national championships champions. Mm-hmm. And that's a tall order. But the coaches have to have faith in the guys that they recruited at some point. They're not looking to the portal for a quarterback. The back-to-back defending national champions are not looking to the portal for a quarterback. So to answer your question, um, yeah, at some point, some people have to be okay with what they don't know or what they haven't seen. Yeah,
0: and I just don't know that Auburn, like the the, the rhetoric around it seems to me as if Auburn fans right now are are not (laughs) in favor of anybody who hasn't had experience before. And I'm just like, that's, that's a bad cycle to be in to always be looking to the portal for your quarterback. I just don't know that that's a good place to be. Right. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes going forward. As of this moment right now, we don't have to answer that question, but we will in some point in time in the future. P-Pass uh, says that his comp for Thorne is Ryan Tannehill. Mm, this is interesting because Ryan Tannehill was like a wide receiver in college and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, Texas a Was he
1: Tannehill, Texas a Yes. Yeah,
0: okay. Yes. So Ryan Tannehill, I, I, this is mm.
1: – Right, I don't does. know. How,
0: I don't know if I like this <laughs> as a comp for for him. Uh, I, I I don't know. I am I am watching a lot of his film right now, uh, so I will be able to answer whether or not I feel like that's an accurate comp. But mm-hmm. if if you're saying Ryan Tannehill, I'm not excited about that. I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, Anthony Grant asks, Is seven wins a realistic expectation for this upcoming
1: season? Hundred percent, and it should be an expectation that you put on a six million dollar coach, right? Um, number one, a bowl game should be an expectation. That means six wins, right? Five, if the cards fall right for you in today's college football, right? Um, but six wins should be the the, the floor as, as far as I'm concerned. Pay a guy $6 million, you should get six wins. And we went over the schedule on one of our other lives. It's one of the easiest year one schedules that Q Freeze could have wished for. It is one of the easiest year one schedules Q Freeze could have wished for. So he's got to go out there and get it. And then seven wins means beating one team somebody doesn't expect you to beat. One. One guys. Beat one team somebody doesn't expect you to beat. And you get yeah. the seven wins. Listen, the over under early uh predictions from
0: DraftKings have Auburn at six and a half. So seven would put you right at the over right mm-hmm. there. So it uh, will be interesting to see how that plays out going forward. I think seven wins is realistic, though, as an expectation. Um, we talked about that a little bit on the Amen Corner. You guys go check out the Amen Corner podcast that went live this morning, so you'll hear some of my thoughts on that. Anyway, James Barnett says, "Fellas, could the passing game be better with the with a better O line, regardless of who starts?"
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think that it is very easy to argue with more time, any quarterback should be better. And you know, to Thorne's credit. Um, You know, people have said, you know, and it's been documented when he's on the run, not, you know, maybe not the best quarterback, but if you give him time to sit in the pocket, he can carve you up at times. So, you know, I think, yeah, it could be better. And I think that goes for not only Thorne, but for Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner as well, too. Right. Like, for sure. You know, give the give a give a quarterback time to sit back there and survey the field. And, you know, guys at this level definitely will play better. So, yeah. Yeah, I find that to be a true statement. No disagreement
0: there uh Philip Coleman says would y'all take twenty six hundred yards passing if Hunter had twelve hundred yards rushing Austin with about eight hundred and batte with about four hundred yes, okay, so uh, let's see so here, here's here's 2, my 2,400
1: rushing yards and twenty six hundred passing yards yeah, so uh, uh twenty two hundred passing uh, rushing yards, but like my whole point here with this is is that um Uh, as long as it doesn't take, it still take you a million pass attempts to get to that 2,600 yards, right? That 2,600 yards has to be at a lower per pass clip, right? And um, it's got to be a more, that has to be an efficient 2,600 yards. That can't be, uh, we racked up a bunch of yards because we're playing from behind, you know, in the fourth quarter and we had to abandon the run and all of a sudden you threw the ball like 30 times in one quarter, right? so, uh, that's what this has to be. Um, I saw this comment earlier and I was just thinking to myself, like, wow, um, uh, how you get to 2,600 matters. That's all For I'm sure. saying. <laughs> right? It, it, regardless. And it, there's a causality b- b- behind how much you throw the ball and how many rushing attempts there are. So I don't even know if these rushing yards would be realistic if the pass attempts are too high in getting you to 2,600 yards. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only so so much time in the game. They're talking about speeding up the game. Right. (laughs) They're talking about putting in rules that start the clock like after a first down. I just I don't like I don't like that. It's a whole different conversation. But yeah. No,
0: I, I agree that it definitely matters how you get those yards. Like, stat stuffing is never going to be a thing that I'm going to be looking at yeah. and saying to myself, oh, this person had these stats. It matters how you get those stats and when those stats come, how proficient you were on third downs and all those sorts of things. Those things, I think, are more important for me mm-hmm. as a guy who wants to see your team win, um, but being able to stuff the stat sheet not not my biggest concern So yes, it will matter how you get those yards Alright, uh, listen, we want to hear from you guys We want you to, to talk to us about All of your expectations for Auburn football This season, in the past game Peyton Thorne in, new wide receiver in Potentially some other wide receivers coming in What are your expectations for us In the past game this season We'll be back at you guys tomorrow morning With another Morning Drop We're out of here, as always, War Eagle Peace Drop.